Hi, I'm Shiv. And I'm Chitra. We are the co-hosts of this show, Software People Stories. We are happy to bring you stories of people associated with software as makers or consumers. In every episode, we talk to people on their own personal and professional journeys, their interests and approach to work and life in a free-flowing conversational format. We hope that you will be able to draw your inspiration from their experiences and insights. These podcasts are made possible by PM Power Consulting, who have helped individuals, teams, and organizations on their delivery excellence journeys. Welcome to this episode of the Software People Stories. Today, I'm in conversation with my colleague and a published author, Paramu. We explore topics related to writing a book from the time of conception till you actually get it published. And also, if and how some of that experience might be applicable to the creation of software. More specifically, Paramu talks about where ideas come from or where he gets his inspiration on topics to write about and the specific triggers for his two published books so far, and a third, a technical book that he's working on right now. On writing sequels, and if they are expected by the readers to be more of the same, and how book writing is also a team sport. The challenge of understanding reader or user expectations for the first or even the second book, about how ideas pivot in the course of creation of the manuscript over multiple versions before it takes final shape, and how to have hooks to keep the readers engaged throughout. He also talks about the next two books that he's working on and also says why he wants to continue writing technical books. We also get into a little bit of discussion on whether software development methodologies are also myths. And he gives us a sneak peek into the upcoming technical book on agile practices. The five principles related to agility in an organizational context. And he also shares exclusively for us a sampler fable of the hare and the rabbit race from the upcoming book. Listen on. Hi, Paramu. Welcome back to the Software People Stories podcast. Hi, Seb. How are you? Good. See, the last time when we met, we spoke about your experience working internationally, about handling different cultures, etc. This time, I thought we'll explore a different aspect, probably slightly non-IT related, but all the same, your passion of writing. Right. So you have already published two books one which is technical and one which is in the fiction genre. When you look at the process of conception, elaboration and actual creation of a book, and if possible, we'll try to draw some learnings that we can probably use in the software development aspects. Right. So how do you get ideas to write about? Well, ideas come from all over, all over space as it were, you know. Uh, what is there is a Vedic Ano uh, Bhadda? Yeah, let noble thoughts come to us from all sides. So basically, ideas come from all sides, right? Mm-hmm. Therefore, uh, in the current book I'm writing, uh, the current technical book I'm writing, which is on organizational agility, right? The idea came to me while I was writing the previous technical book. I found that in PM Power, we had so many people doing so many things with agile. I thought it would be good that if we could actually capture all these things into a, a book, which we could then present to the to the universe as it were, right? So idea came for that from there. But if you look at my novel, 
the one that I published recently. The idea came about 20 years ago while reading a book called Orion, or Researches into the Antiquity of the Vedas by Bal Gangadhar Tilak. In that book, he has used a particular hymn from the Rig Veda to prove that the Vedas were uh, Vedas are quite antique, right? Or maybe written 6,000 years ago. So I thought I could use the same hymn, right? And uh, interpret that as a, a murder mystery and a history, right? So the idea came by reading that book. And at the same time, I was reading uh, The Name of the Rose by Umberto Eco. And I thought that maybe a similar book in India, set in India, would be nice. Umberto Eco's book was set in the medieval times in Italy. Northern Italy. So this is set in, in a much more <laughs> earlier time, you know, like in a very, very old time in, in, in kind of Northern India. And I also was really uh, interested in when I read books on the life of uh, some English kings, you know, Edward IV, for example, how he as an 18 year old uh, young man, he captured power, he overthrew the existing king and then became king himself. So all those things brought in my mind some idea as to write a book about these things so ideas for books come from from anywhere can come from anywhere yeah this uh, opens up in you know, two questions for me when you have so many ideas bombarding you from uh, all directions maybe all the time right how do you prioritize or pick one obviously when you picked one others either had to wait or got eliminated right right, right. so that That's is the right. first one the second is uh, the way you said that you got triggers from say multiple sources and which you were trying to either transplant in time if there's a word like that or the location and look at probably very different sources one about our vedas and something about a, a murder mystery in the church and third about history etc so normally we talk about uh, the initial stages of identifying a problem to solve and an approach of looking at probably unrelated areas so that you get some breakthrough ideas. So you seem to have done that. So I just like to understand the first is the process of eliminating things that you don't want to do or prioritizing what you want to take up. And how do you kind of connect seemingly very different stories? Okay. This prioritization is, uh, is not difficult. Basically in my mind, if you look at uh, the technical books, the first one was on project uh, health, right? assessment of project health and the second one is on organizational agility and this actually follows a, a time kind of you know the pro the so-called project health things came much earlier than than agility right therefore it, it follows this time scale and uh, i i followed the same pattern and the same thing happens in writing the novels also first book is the first aryan which is set in six thousand six thousand years ago or 3900 BCE, where the uh, motive for the murder is actually things like ego or jealousy, the things set on, on the ground, on human things. And the next one is the next stage or next step, which is uh, the second that when, when, if and when I write it, uh, the motive will be set in rituals. So you have the Rig Veda, then you have the Yajur Veda. The third one, the motive will be set in philosophy, the third Aryan. Therefore, it follows that kind of, a, 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 you know, how, how uh, these ideas flowed through over time. So I followed the same, uh, same uh, scale or time to arrive at my stories. That's how I prioritize. So I, I, I'd rather write a book on set, set in the Rig Veda before I write one set in the Ajur Veda, right? Okay. So that is the 
that is the kind of prioritization that I I try to. It's not really a prioritization; it's more of a just flowing with the time, as it were. Right? Yeah, I mean, this sounds very similar to you know what we talk about as creating a roadmap or a vision for a platform or a product. You obviously make interim releases, and over time, you want to complete all the functionality or reach there. Um, it's kind of, but but it, it is not. It's not really the same system, you know. So the the second Aryan will not be the the first Aryan continued. It'll be it'll okay. Be, okay. It'll be a different set of characters, different, maybe even a different setting. I don't know, right? Because it's two thousand years later. Therefore, it can be a different setting. Maybe it's the same characters, you know, <laughs> rebound a thousand times. That I don't know. Right? Okay. Right. Now this I have another question, which I'll probably after you talk about now how you kind of take these orthogonal ideas so to say to create something these orthogonal ideas the main thing is that first of all uh, if if you took my uh, the novel the first aryan right i told you one uh, inspiration came from reading tilak right and that if you look at that particular hymn which is uh, 1086 of the of the rigveda right you find that uh, that uh the, the first rick itself of that uh, sukta talks about uh, talks about a rebellion it okay. says how people do not consider indra as a god now indra was the chief god then so they don't consider indra as a god what it means is there is a rebellion there so i said this means not only a religious rebellion but also a secular rebellion right okay. so two rebellions one and then it goes on further saying there is this character called rishaka who is becoming very troublesome and then they find a dead body somewhere all in the sukta right okay. and, uh, so therefore i said this can be interpreted as a as a murder mystery right now at the same time having read uh, the name of the rose and th- there he uses a setting in a convent in an in, in an abbey a, a benedictine abbey really well to to talk of murders happening so that aspect when you bring it in into this so there is there is the aspect of some something dying in in this particular hymn but then that it is not really set in a in a, in a detective context or a, a murder mystery context so i brought in the murder mystery context from uh, from the name of the rose something like that you know, so a historical or a, or a semi religious kind of uh, uh, aspect was brought in from there and therefore i had some number of murders happening i also borrowed the idea of debates between indra group and the varuna group because there are debates in uh, in the name of the rose lots of debates between different warring uh, factions of christianity mm-hmm. and uh, and the third aspect was now if you look at the rigveda historical context is very very elusive there are too many pieces of history there's talk of uh, uh, dasharajna But there's Dasharatna, or uh, uh, that's a Ten Kings War. But there is no real uh, full history given there. So to bring in that historical aspects, I borrowed from from the English uh, history. So these are the three three dimensions that I brought in. So these three were needed to make up that story. Mm, interesting. So the other questions that I triggered, second top is one. You talked about uh, the next two books. and being set in slightly different context no one thing that uh, i've heard some authors say is that the moment people see your first work they kind of start expecting more of the same 
or you getting typed into somebody who writes about x y and z uh, do you see that as a possible constraint when you work on your subsequent books not not really i don't see that as a constraint basically i want to write in in, in a similar genre so the second book need not can be of a of a kind of a quasi historical quasi uh, literate uh, quasi vedic kind of uh, setting but uh, the characters will be totally different the you remember in the book launch recently somebody asked a question did you use the same values of this period or the values of that period human values yeah. right now actually i hadn't i had never thought of that but if if you carefully look at it in the second book the values of the people will be different from the values of the people in the first book okay the, because the whole setting is different so mm. people have reached more of a more of a ritualistic stage Mm-hmm. In, in their in their lives than before so so i think so the values may have changed a little bit and uh, maybe even the caste structure may have intensified a little bit more so all those different changes are there so and i needn't even write a, a detective novel it can be a non it can be a regular story you know but the only problem is that then it will be retelling of what happens in the in 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 the vedas right or i have to create some kind of a social uh, social story or a, or a tear jerker or something mm-hmm. it's it's much easier to create detective fiction than i think than a tear jerker for me so mm-hmm. i i don't think i i would want to be typecast as a as only that one genre but a similar thing yes maybe okay so when you work on these kinds of projects i am talking about you know, writing books having been in software even though all of us start as individual contributors invariably we work with teams we are part of teams we lead teams we work with other teams etc how was it to be a sole author actually even though i i am a sole author finally the whole thing works through teamwork if, if you look at the technical book i wrote so many people from pm power contributed or uh, there was a product owner Shivakumar is a product owner or if you look at this book JV is this book on organizational agility JV is a product owner so there are so i am working as a in a team with JV to actually write the book the one i am doing most are the writing uh-huh. right? i get everything reviewed by JV oh okay right therefore so it, it's actually a team or if you look at my novel i talked to so many people who gave me inputs uh, and and towards the final uh, publishing end i worked as a team with the penguin people nice. so there was a whole editorial team of penguin who sent sent me the uh, the edited chapters and a chapter by chapter so i worked with them to make sure that the things editing was done properly so there's finally there's a lot of teamwork even though the idea and the actual writing is done alone there is some hidden kind of teamwork uh, a latent teamwork some head sitting there no? so the book is even though it does not completely say that there there is a lot of teamwork involved when you look at it yeah i never looked at it that way yeah interesting so the other question again going back to the problem identification or you know what you write about and all that and you also talked about uh, the follow up books could be different genre as well how do you anticipate or know or guess what your readers would like to read Uh, actually it's uh, it is difficult to guess that if mm-hmm. i were able to guess that i mean my books automatically would become best sellers right so i can mm-hmm. know what readers want i suppose mm-hmm. all authors mm-hmm. actually write books 
hoping that mm-hmm. write first books i mean not mm-hmm. not like a john grisham writing the 100th book right mm-hmm. because he knows what readers want by then mm-hmm. so but if you're writing a first book you're not mm-hmm. sure what readers want mm-hmm. amish tripathi his when he wrote his first book and he he, he couldn't find a publisher he had mm-hmm. to publish it himself right mm-hmm. and but later he became really famous now he knows what readers want and he can write as per that but the mm-hmm. first book he didn't know mm-hmm. so, the same thing happens to all authors your first book and the second book you don't know what readers want mm-hmm. you knew of course i mean you would certainly write that right so what you're hoping is you're trying to find a genre or, or a setting or a milieu that is different from what others have so you're hoping that the reader will say oh this book is set in the vedic period let me see rather than set in say maybe the puranic period or the epical epic period you know mm-hmm. which there are so many other books right So I think mm-hmm. the whole idea is to find something which is different and hope the readers will like it. Once once you know readers like it, mm-hmm. then you can write a couple more books in that in that uh, in that setting. Yeah. But then by then the readers will start getting tired of that that mm-hmm. setting and that uh, genre as it were. Unless mm-hmm. it's a, it's a kind of you know, book with a you know, with, with a lot of pace, you know, like Grisham or some of those people, you know. things happen so fast you know you just it's, it's a thriller you sit and just read it mm. uh, such things are difficult to write right? so yeah so that's what it is okay that explains a few things now you also mentioned during the launch that the book itself underwent changes from the first manuscript to what it is now so i mean this sounds somewhat like uh, validating your ideas or getting feedback and then refining it and uh, what you mentioned just now is more like the usp or what is your unique value proposition or the i the uh, uniqueness that you bring in when you got this feedback and you started refining how drastic or different were these turns that you took very drastic in fact i remember when i started writing the book the first book the first uh, completed manuscript if you read it now you would think oh what the hell is this it's more like a more like a documentary mm-hmm. there are lots of descriptions hardly any conversations characters didn't have names e- each character was called by their by their position or title you know so there was the king the prince the the rebel uh, priest the assistant to the rebel priest so finally you say the wife of the assistant to the rebel priest the son and all that kind of stuff right so there mm-hmm. it's not it's not very easy to actually to refer to people by by that method so the one of the key changes that i made was that i told you that i was actually uh, using the brashakapi hymn or hymn 1086 of the rigveda as the background for this book my first reading of the hymn actually i felt that you know i thought there was a rebellion mentioned in the first verse of that hymn it, in my first reading i felt that the rebellion did not succeed okay right so my whole book was based on a king a very strong king who was challenged by a rebel prince and finally the king puts down the rebellion and uh, finally the the indra worshippers actually put down the varana worshippers now so it was more of a status quo continuing and that's how i interpreted the hymn later on i reinterpreted the hymn and found it more natural to say that the rebellion does succeed okay right therefore i came back and then rewrote the whole thing with the king being weak and the and the rebel being strong so the all the characteristics of the king were transferred to the rebel and vice versa hmm. and the whole story underwent a lot of uh, a lot of changes 
that way. And in the first version, there's only one murder. And then somebody told me, I mean, and this murder happened maybe half the way into the book. Okay. So people said, what is there for, for people to read? You know, you're reading through, you're plodding through a lot of history mm-hmm. and nothing happens. Therefore, I recast the book with the, the murders happening in the with more than one murder. I had about four or five murders later on. Right? Yeah, that's what I, probably every few pages there seemed to be somebody dying. Yeah. And then I moved the, the first murder right from the beginning in the first chapter and had the others as a kind of flashback going back. So I went back and forth between, between time. But I was careful to, I mean, I think I was careful to make sure that people didn't lose track of time. But in almost every chapter, I say what day of the year it is. Therefore, you could go back and forth. So that is another change. So the, the number of murders increased. Then I changed from this descriptive style to a more uh, conversational style. Therefore, and, and the first book was written uh, with a first person point of view. You know, I, everything was I, 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 you know. The, the, okay. That is uh, the, the protagonist was t- talking himself. Okay. Then I changed that. In fact, in, in the book, till, till about the last version, there are one or two places where Instead of the name of the protagonist, I say I. Because when I replaced it, I forgot to replace in certain places. Right? <laughs> now it is not there. Right? So there are so, so, so many changes I made. And these changes came over a period of you know, three or four years. Okay. And many people pointed out, you know, some people read it and said, no, no, this, I can't even read it. It's too difficult. Right? So mm-hmm. that's how it underwent all these changes. And of course, the hands of the, uh, of the uh, literary agent and the, and the Penguin editors, again, it went through some changes. But not, I mean, not drastic changes, but changes in the way things were presented, etc. So the, the whole process was a process of change. So when it came to this, the final version, it is very different from the from the first version, except that 1086 of the Rigveda is the background, and some murders happen, and the murders, uh, some of the uh, the motives of the murder remain the same. So that, that's what it is. Yeah, I can draw a lot of parallels at an abstract level to software development in terms of validation continuously trying to refine based on user feedback, based on ideas that change, the refactoring that teams do and all that. Now, with this experience of taking 20 years to write a book, how long do you think you'll need for your next book? Okay, now, as I told you, I'm writing two books now. One is a technical book on organizational agility. The other book is a, uh, it's not a fiction, it's actually a book on the Sanskrit language. I want to write a book that makes it easy for people to understand what, not understand to read and write Sanskrit, not, but to know what Sanskrit is, uh, where did Sanskrit evolve from, what are the connections between Sanskrit and Latin and Greek or other languages, Uh, what's the kind of literature available in Sanskrit in India, the kind of continuous uh, Sanskrit usage in India from, right from 6,000 years ago right till now. So that kind of thing, bring out those things about Sanskrit in our mother tongue, as it were. So that, that, those are two books that I'm looking at right now. Once the technical book is over, which I hope to finish by the end of the year, I want to start on the second Aryan. What by the, the way, book? is it the second Aryan or the first Aryan too? It's the second. I, okay. Yeah, the second Aryan, I suppose, because okay. the, the, the Aryans have changed. Uh-huh. Right? The Aryans have changed. It, the whole, uh, remember that... Uh, during the Vedic period, our chief gods were Indra and Varuna and all. Now it's Vishnu and Shiva, right? Okay. So we, are, we have all gone through a series of changes. So the whole life in India has, has changed. The way we worship has changed. The way we, our social structures have changed. 
So everything has changed. So, so I want to call it the second iron rather than first iron two. Right? Okay. So it's not a, it's, 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 it's not a second version of the first book. It's more of a new book. So once this is over, so once this technical book is over, I will start on the other one. But of course, I may also start on a, on a third technical book because I want to kind of have both in my in my kitty at the same time so that you know I don't get bored with writing just mm. I can switch between one and the other so some 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 days I the technical book some days I the other book and of course if I don't write a technical book I lose touch with my my software industry roots mm-hmm. and also <laughs> lose touch with my friends right mm-hmm. so so I want to make sure that I'm I have my uh, feet in both uh, boats at the same time so, so yeah, this is what my plan is. How long do you think from 20 years for the first book? Yeah, uh, no, so the second iron may take maybe one year or so. Because oh, okay. I, ideas, I, I have gentle idea in my mind, right? Maybe mm-hmm. one year to write. And of course, mm-hmm. the publisher may take another one year or so, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, rich, the main thing that I want to focus on is the, is the clash of uh, ritualistic idea ideals you know mm-hmm. all these different schools of rituals and there are small small differences which to you and me may look like fairly silly but to those people the difference were very great you know? okay it, it is like you know in uh, palestine during the time of jesus christ you know uh, when they these uh, the the jews mm-hmm. they, uh, you know the the pharisees as they call the pharisees brought Jesus Christ before uh, the Roman uh, governor there. Okay. Said, Please, if you're going to talk, quibbling about small details, like, you know, he did that, he did this, the, the ritual tribe in this way, not that way. Don't come to me, go somewhere else. I don't want to quibble about small rituals. But for them, for the Pharisees, mm-hmm. the, the rituals are very, very important. And mm-hmm. very, very, so during mm-hmm. the ritualistic or the Yajurvedic, that period, the rituals are very, very important to these, uh, to those people. So mm. to us, it may not seem much of a big difference. In one school, maybe, you know, they uh, held the hand one way. In the other school, they held the hand another way. I mean, this kind of things, right? Mm. So I want to base my mystery or my murders or motive for the murders on those. Okay. Right? So I think about a year is what I think it will take, at least to, to, to get the, the, the plot and the idea straight. Right? Mm-hmm. Why you get the? I, I suppose when when I keep writing, I'll also change it. Mm. So maybe about once I start in about two years, hopefully uh, I can see the book published. Mm. Nice. That's the hope. Nice. Of course, if these uh, if I find a publisher, you know, the fact that my first book was published does not mean that my second book will be automatically published. You know, so we need to see how well the first one does, and then the same uh, another publisher may pick it up. You know, this new one. Good. I still yeah, feel that there are a lot of learnings that software developers can take. Right. For instance, when you mentioned that you know, the small things about uh, the gods changing or anything, you can say, ah, it's a god. So many times we hear developers saying, oh, what's a, it's a minor change. Or why are the users so picky about something? But then it's their religion, probably the way the users work and what right. they want to see, how they want to see, etc. Now, uh, no, actually, it's interesting you mentioned that because if you read uh, Yuval Noah Harari's book, Sapiens and Homo Deus, etc., mm-hmm. he, he calls all these things as myths, you know. Mm-hmm. Therefore, a religion is a myth or God is a myth that different people actually uh, uh, believe in together so that they have a common thing to believe in, right? Mm-hmm. So similarly, even software uh, development methodologies are, are actually myths, you know. So you, people do 
there's no there's no concrete thing there it's just people's beliefs if tomorrow the belief changes that thing just vanishes right like yeah. waterfall approach mm-hmm. uh, so today we have agile and tomorrow we may have uh, something else you know so the the whole uh, the myths about these things will change just like gods are changing right so and and, and the god the power of a god comes in the power of his followers similarly so that's why from indra we now have vishnu or shiva as the main gods similarly just like the waterfall approach became uh, agile because now the kind of followers that agile has has is more powerful than the followers of waterfall now okay. so th- so that's how the whole thing you know kind of uh, comes together and it's very similar you are right so that's a good segue to my last question for this conversation i know that you are working on a very interesting concept to present agile in your technical book right uh, even though you said you are looking at uh, completing it by the end of the year can you give a sneak preview in terms of you know what is unique or what is a different perspective that you are taking in the book for our listeners yes the presentation is done in terms of of fables for each if you actually we if we look at the uh, book on organizational agility it's based on five agile transformation principles that pm power has expounded there are five principles including customer focus and uh, self organization over managed uh, organizations so all these kind of different uh, five values in each value there are different chapters and in each chapter i try to find find out how this a particular fictitious organization that is actually going through the transformation how when they go through what are the kind of uh, amber lights that they have they are seeing there, there is a coach who says oh you did it this way that is wrong you know that there's a little bit of a problem so that anybody who reads this book can say i will not do it that way huh? so all these amber lights and mm-hmm. i also bring in uh, what i call fables like ace of stables or panchatantra or uh, or hitopadesha fables and some fables which i have created myself to explain each of these values and each of these aspects of these values and so it's more of a a book of fables as it were so it makes it for easy reading so you if you take a value or a chapter you look at it you read the fable you get an idea of uh, how uh, how that whole aspect actually builds as an example i tell you you know i've used uh, there is a value called lean over uh, productivity measurements that's just one of the values and i've talked of uh, a fable of you know a race between hares and rabbits and ra- hares are much faster than the rabbits so they said okay at, at every it's a relay race you know mm-hmm. at each passing of the baton the hares will decide they will see how well we are doing we'll measure okay. that okay rabbits say rabbits have a habit of running not straight but in zigzags so the rabbits said no no we won't run zigzag we'll just run straight and see what happens mm-hmm. right so finally the rabbits win because there they eliminate the inefficiency of the zigzagging and they didn't bother about you know measuring and all that kind of they just eliminate that and they won so this is the kind of uh, way to bring in the fable or bring the story in through a fable nice i can't wait till you finish this book i'm sure it is going to be a very uh, you know fabulous book oh, good 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 <laughs> yeah of course there are you know more questions which i want to reserve for our next conversation okay okay great so, yeah thanks a lot parvo i'm sure our listeners can also derive a lot of triggers for ideas of how they can apply the development evolution and creation of a book to 
the conception and creation of software. Okay, Shiv. Thank you very much. Thanks, Parmov. If you like the show and would like to share your experiences with the community or know someone else who might want to do that, please get in touch with us at podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com. That is podcasts at pm-powerconsulting.com. Please rate the show on Podchaser, Stitcher, iTunes or any other podcast client that you find us on. Please also share our episodes with your friends and others in your network. If you or anyone you know would like to be featured on our show, do write to us at this email address, podcast at pm-powerconsulting.com.